The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I'm a co-host, Terry Jackson. You there, TJ? I'm here, love. Well, Terry, we got a great show today. I was fortunate enough to get a great player to come on the show and all the listeners out there. We have Hall of Famer running back of the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Dorsett. Are you there, Tony? I'm with you guys. How you doing today? I'm doing okay, man. I'm holding up, baby. Holding up. <laughs> well, first, I'd like to thank you for, you know, taking time out to come on the show and, you know, to sit down and talk with us, you know. Well, guys, I, I appreciate you having me, man. Anything I can do to help the next player, I'm willing to do it, baby. All right. Well, we're going to get started. I know your time is limited, but like I said, I appreciate you. But so let's get right off to it and start talking. You know, training camp is starting up for, you know, NFL, you know, and all this talk about Tebow and Sanchez. How is that going to be a big, you know, input on the <laughs> locker room with Tebow, you know, and the Sanchez? What is your opinion on uh, that? Trust me, man. Um from from what I see from my vantage point, obviously the media is going to make it a big thing of it. Um, uh, we all know uh, from a talent standpoint, the Tebow, I, you know, Tebow, you know, Tebow was a, was an outstanding collegiate, a Heisman Trophy winner, but his game is just not pro, not not conducive to being a pro quarterback. He got he still got some learning to do. Uh, I, I think. From, from just to help with Tebow, he, uh, I'm hoping um, you know he can let things be like a duck and roll off his back because the media is going to be real hard on him. I I, I think this is my 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 this is my opinion when they see the important um, and they compare him to to Sanchez uh, Sanchez. Uh, uh, there's just no comparison. I'm concerned right now. Tebow is elongated. He he, um, uh, you know, he, he photographs his way of passing the ball. I mean, it's, it's, it's football league. It's a much different game than it is collegially, and I don't think it's going to be a controversy, guys. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, I mean, we know Tebow says all says all the right things, and you know and that's great. And but but uh, in the National Football League is about. W's and L's, and you got to get more. If you don't get any wins, baby, you you won't be there long. Right. Terry, quick, quick question for you about this, Tebow. Um, how long do you think it's going to be before you think Tebow can get a uh, a legitimate shot to be a quarterback 
and do you think that that's going to be possible with his style? Um, do you think he will get better as a throwing quarterback? Well, he's got a way to go to be a throwing quarterback in the NFL. Um, that long gated uh, release that he has, like I said, it photographs where he's throwing the ball. Guys, defensive backs, eat him up as far as picking his balls off or being there, breaking up passes. Uh, I mean, he's done some good in the NFL. Um, and, and a lot of it is because I think some of it is because you know, his, his ability to run the ball, you know, so they're going to get some respect to that. But, but in the NFL, quarterbacks running, they don't last long. They don't last long. Those quarterbacks' bodies are not conducive to taking the hits in the National Football League. And, and we know, I've, I've seen, I guess, uh, some of the reports on TV where you see he's coming off the practice field with his T-shirt off. I mean, uh, he's bulked his body up a little bit, but still, if you're not if you're not accustomed to being hit by 300 pound guys, these guys these guys in the NFL they hit a little harder and more frequently than they do at the collegiate level. So, um, uh, you know, if he doesn't learn how to you know get involved in the passing game, then it's going to be tough for him to be successful in the NFL. Tony, this is James again. I was just wondering, can you tell the listeners out there how different from when you play and then how the game has changed now? Because you see all these players, it's like showtime now, you know, all they do is show off. But when you, when you play, you know, it's like getting the ball where you need to get it, get the down, and, you know, get get the touchdown. And it, it just seems like it's different now. It's like it's like an entertainment instead of the game. Do you believe that? Well, yeah, from that perspective, yeah, it has changed quite a bit. You know, I always we always guys. You know, we let let our, our, our action, let your actions speak louder than your words. In other words, just go out there and play, play the game. We don't, you know, I, I, personally myself, I think it's a lot of wasted energy, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's, everybody's trying to conserve now, man. You know, conserve some of that energy. Don't don't just waste it. You know, by giving some type of dance, trying to hot ball or this that, and get in somebody else's face. Uh, from that standpoint, it, it's, it's lost some of the luster. I think. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm not. I don't agree with all of that kind of stuff. I think there's not. It's not a place. Uh, it shouldn't be in the National Football League. And they need to uh, somehow stop it. But, but you know, I mean, I mean, the best they want to do. Uh, again, I just don't feel it's there's a place for the National Football League. The NFL is class, and they need to keep it that way. Hey, Tony, this is Terry. Real quick question again. It's kind of along the same line. When you were playing and you came in and started with the Dallas Cowboys, um, you were their running back. You were their all-around running back. And nowadays these guys, they have a a third down back or they got a first to second down back. Um, Why do you think that is? How come come the game has changed to that effect when, when you were playing, played all three downs? I'm still trying to figure that one out, bro. Uh, I, I I don't quite get it. Um, I think deal with your surroundings. In other words, you, you get familiar, from more familiar with how people are reacting out there on the football field defensively to certain formation uh, alignments, and so you know I think has a better chance of being successful uh, just being out there, being in the mix on the regular basis, than to be going. You know, spot play. You know, you, you got a guy for this now. You got a guy for that now. But they they become what they call specialists, and they're, they're good at it. But I just think, you know, uh, if I'm a running back, 
I figure if running back is supposed to be the mail, man, let me carry the mail. I don't need nobody else to do it unless, unless I'm hurt. <laughs> but, but, Absolutely. You know, got I don't know if they're doing it because they, they, um, they feel it's, it's another way for maybe owners or them to save money. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't agree with that at all because I think as, as a back, you get to be, become a little bit better and more familiar with what's, what's the happenings and surroundings as the game progresses and you have a better chance of, um, you know, breaking something, especially the great backs and the good backs, you get a chance to uh, make something happen later on in the game. Absolutely. Tony, this is Jazz again. Tell, you know, I talk, um, we get a lot of players on here, we talk, and I talk to Terry, we kind of go back to what arguing about how all these players, you know, getting in trouble on their off season. I'm kind of, you know, you know, I was there with the Eagles, and I was, you know, uh, Reggie White kept us in, you know, saying, you know, Reggie would get on us and we wouldn't do wrong, you know. He yeah. was kind of the person in the locker room that took care of all the players and kept us in line. When you was playing, and now do you see as more of the NFL players getting in trouble? I mean, like DUIs and all that. you never seen that when you play, really, have you? Nothing nearly as close. Not not nearly as close. It's, I mean, obviously, when you got some together, there's going to be some problems. But, you know, I, and sometimes I try to quit to the money that's there, you know. You know, money is power. And, you know, these guys feel they can buy their way out of anything, I, I would assume. Uh, but but some of the stuff that's going on, you know, for, for example, right here in Dallas, and you see a young guy like Des Bryant with all this talent. But when a guy decides he's going to go and, Slap his mama. Right. <laughs> My buddy, I, I, there's no place for this. And then I'm listening, uh, you know, to the radio here around here in Dallas, and Jerry Jones hasn't spoke to the guy yet about it because he's, he's too mad to talk to him. I mean, uh, you know, you can't let people get away with things like that. I mean, that's, that's just unheard of. I mean, I, I mean that's the ultimate. Uh, I mean, you just can't. And then, and then, you know, you got guys going out at night, they're doing this, they're doing that, you got drugs, you got this. And the thing is, man, guys, you know, what they need to understand is, you know, you know everybody's, a lot of them got posses and all that stuff, but these guys, if they got your best interest at heart, they shouldn't even be letting them doing this. All they are is the gimme boys, gimme this and gimme that. You know, the yes, man, yes, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it, you know, they just encouraging the guy to, to go ahead and, and get himself in, in, in trouble. And so, you know, I, um, uh, and then these guys, you know, younger, uh, well, they're not as young. I mean, everybody comes in there younger, but, but young, but, but the thing is, I don't know if the person needs to, somebody needs to be made an example of or, or what, but the NFL is too crass or too, too big They make too much to be carrying on, acting like, <laughs> and stuff and, and, and getting themselves you know the thing about it that's really really discouraging to me is the fact that this you know life is a learning experience you you you, you, you learn to your own experiences another you see your own mistakes and other people's mistakes so you know just because you know you, you're making all this money or you, you for this team you say oh that ain't gonna happen to me come on man Right. You know, let's be realistic. You know, you got a big target on your back. Every one of those guys, and you know, there's there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of people out there, that, that haters, so to speak, that are out there, and they want to see you do bad. They want to bring you down. So you know, you got to rise above that and, and not let that happen to you. 
I just pretended to see, you know, people, the same mistakes are continually going from this person to that person. It's like, hey, man, don't feel that, you know, you're invincible. I mean, it could happen to you, too. So protect yourself. Be careful with you, with who you, the people you surround yourself with and the things that you do. Yeah, but uh, go ahead, Terry. Uh, go ahead. Let's, let's Terry again. Uh, I want to get your in uh, perspective on uh, the way the game is being played now, um, and, and and the penalties that they're, they're the league is coming down on these guys for these hard hits. And uh, I kind of want to get your opinion on that. Do you think that that that's going to help the game or hurt the game? <laughs> and were these guys taking these kind of hits back when you were playing? More so than they are now. But yeah, man. I mean, the game hasn't changed. I mean, the hits are there. I mean, the hard hits going to be there. Uh, you know, and and you know, uh, I, I don't know what way you can say. You know, football is a contact sport, and as a defender, you're taught to hit a man as hard as you can. Oh no, within the rules. Now, no, this is within the rules. I mean, as I used to say, they're not the snot out your nose. I expected to get hit, but I expected to get hit within the, within the game. Hard hit, hard contact, that's what football's all about. If you're a football player, that's what you should expect. Right. But, Tony, do you think that they're changing the rules now? Now they're saying you can't hit, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of guys don't try and go for a person's head, but... Sometimes it just can't be helped. The, the 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 speed of the game is just so fast that the contact just happens. Do you think that that they're trying to change the rules of the game now? Well, I I, I I'm waiting to see to see this year in particular how how that happens because you made a very valid point. The game is a, is a, is a fast game. It's sort of the, you know at the at the at the of an eye, somebody's body position can change. You know, you coming in, you coming in, and, and to, to 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 tackle someone, and all of a sudden they they may change, they may move a little bit, or something may happen with you. Somebody may, you, you may change, and and so it's gonna be hard to say how they're gonna call these kids. You know, it's just, you know, and 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 be from these penalties on defenders. I mean, you know, we're not all in touch football, man. Everybody right. understands. What's how, what's at stake when you go out there? I mean, it's a hostile between the white lines. I understood that there's a possibility. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Tony. Tony, let, let me take a uh, uh, so you got to protect yourself and all this, and and that's part of the game. Long as they you hit me clean, hit me, nigga, hit me as hard as they want to within the rules, no big deal. Right, I mean, but, but you know, if you got to say, okay, you can't hit in this area, that area, then you're gonna take away from the game. You're gonna take away from the game. Tony, let me take a call um, uh, Call in and ask you a question. We had Glenn from Casper from Wyoming. Are you there, Glenn? James, how are you doing? Yeah, you have a question for Tony Dossett? I do. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Tony, what was the favorite part of your career, the, the highlight of your career? What was the highlight of my career? Wow. Yeah, what would you say was the most favorite time of your of your career? Well, yeah, it's, it's really hard to say. I mean, when I came here as a rookie, you know, uh, able to, I was, I came here um, talking. 
my daughter's is the little cheer here. Uh, uh, I went and go ahead and go to a Super Bowl, man. You know, when we come into this business, uh, everything is geared towards, uh, uh, you know, coming out of training camp with the foundation of a team, a good team, hopefully that can can get to the playoffs and obviously make it to uh, to the big dance, which is the Super Bowl, and not only just make it there, but but win it. And um, I had that opportunity you know, to do that uh, as a rookie. Uh, I didn't go back to the Super Bowl again. That's my, my second year in the league, and we, we lost to Pittsburgh. We won my rookie year against Denver, and we lost to Pittsburgh my second year. But the thing is, you know, you, you never know when you're going and when that's going to happen, or, or if it's going to happen. A lot of great players have played in the league and didn't have that opportunity. And I got that opportunity in my first two years in the league to get to play in the Super Bowl. And 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 what a thrill, man! What a thrill for for me. Um, uh, to to be on a team to win a world championship because you know regardless of how you want to put it, if we're brainwashed or we conditioned or what it is, we all we all want to get to the Super Bowl and win it, and uh, that had to be one of, one of the highlights of, of my professional career, um, going to the Super Bowl my rookie year and winning it. Well, you're a true legend, and, I, and I'm a Cowboy fan, so of course I, you know. I, I love to to watch you play. It's been an honor, James. I appreciate you taking my call. All right, thanks for calling in, Glenn. All right, thanks. You there, Tony? Tony, yeah. Tony, what was? I mean, you know, can you like give us a, that like a little rundown of what it was like going through the day of the Super Bowl, getting prepared to go play the game? I mean, were you like nervous or scared? I mean, do you want, never want to mess up in the game or what? Uh, how would well, you feel? The, the main thing is, man, you, you know how it is. It's like playing uh, for playing a night game. I mean, it's like you can't wait. You know, all all the hoopla law and all that stuff that, that goes on the week before. Um, you know, it, 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 obviously, it, you know, you've gotten everything taken care of. You got your family and your family and everybody, everybody's in place and got all that done. You're actually ready. You want to get out there, get get some of this aggression, you know, that uh, uh, taken out on, on some some of the opposition because of some of some of the things, maybe some things, some things don't work out as, as the way you wanted it to do for family and friends, and, and you, you you want to get away from all that. You're tired of it anyway, so you want to say, man, I want to go do what I do best. You know, that's to get on this football football field and play some football. But game day, obviously, yeah, uh, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of anxiety. You know, because you know this is the biggest stage uh, of the season. Uh, everybody's ready. So many eyes are, are, are going to be upon you. Uh, but you go to your, your, your you go to your normal pro- progression. You know, you go, you go do this, you go do that. Um, you know, whatever you got to do in the pregame. But I, I just remember that just waiting uh, to be introduced. I never forget about we, we were they were introducing the offense. Man, I was just oh. You talk about somebody geeked up. I mean, you see all these fans and the way they do it, and all the you know they they, they, they do it out in the Super Bowl was oh, it was just it was just mind boggling, man, to me. But but the thing is, is once once you step between the white lines again, everything changes, man. You forget about all that, and it's it's right. back to football again. What a day! What a Twelve years in the league. Um, taking all the punishment and, and, and things that you've taken, the injuries and stuff like that, 
tell me what does it take for a person to be healthy enough to last 12 years as a running back in the National Football League? I'm knocking on wood right now, man. <laughs> you got to be, obviously, you got to know what you're doing. You, you got to be a little lucky, and you got to be pretty well conditioned. Uh, you got to be blessed, man. I mean, because in this business, as you know, the next play can very easily be the last play. And I was gifted. I was obviously gifted with some God-given talents. But the one thing I, I always uh, didn't neglect was, you know, get my temple ready to play, keeping my, my, my body fine-tuned, keeping my, my skills fine-tuned. I always try to, you know, tap in on them, working hard, trying to do the little things, because little things make big things happen. And uh, But the game is, is very demanding, man. It's very demanding. Tony Lee, you got to be in the right place, in the right system. You there, Eric? Yeah, I'm here. How's everybody doing today? Hey, my question, I have a question for Tony. Tony Glover out of San Diego, California. What do you think about the current affair of the, the Cowboys today, like with all the issues surrounding some of their key players? Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's very unfortunate, obviously. Uh, you know, when you play in the National Football League, you, 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 it's, it's an honor. It's, you know, some of these guys feel they're privileged. Uh, uh, they're supposed to be here, but it's, it's, a, it's an honor. It's a privilege to play in the National Football League. And these guys need to uphold their part of the deal. You know, you got you got you got to carry yourself as 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 professionals both on and off the football field. And I've seen a lot of that happen in the National Football League over the years. That you know, that just diminished quite a bit. Uh, we took pride as, when we were playing as, as being professionals, both both on and off the football field, carrying ourselves as as, as proud young men. Um, nowadays, you know. It, it, Things have just changed. Society as a whole has changed, man. And some things are more accepted than, than they were back in the day. But it's very discouraging to see, from my vantage point, to see uh, some of the things that I'm seeing, not just here in Dallas, throughout the state. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. Sir? I don't know what these guys are thinking, man. But again, again, I, you know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's the money, and, and they they deserve the money. There's no question about it. It's a very demanding game, very physically demanding on one's body, and you know, uh, you end up like some of the guys, like myself and a lot of other guys, you know, with with concussion problems and, and injuries that come down on you years after after you play. So, you know, there's, there's no there's no, no no need for all this other other mess that comes and goes on. These guys. Are putting up with it. the owners are putting up with it. the coaches are putting up with it. I mean, yeah, you're in, you're, in, you're in the NFL. You're a pro. Carry yourself as well. So I kind of wanted you to talk about you know how difficult it is playing in a National Football League and then the life after because you know it's a lot of players. The life after they team, they don't have the money they normally have and the lifestyle and the fame that everybody knows. How difficult is that? I mean, you know, everybody knows you as Tony Dorsett. But what about the average player that they don't know and then making that great amount of money? How difficult is that? Oh, it can be, it can be traumatic at times. Um, for guys. And, and that's why 
you know, in today's game, you know, money that's being made now, when these guys retire, they should they should work because they want to, not because they have to. I, I always had this old saying, you know, save now and spend later. And, you know, don't be trying to keep up with everybody else, buying all the big hogs, but big houses, big rolls noises and, and all of this stuff. I mean, I, I, when you got these old contracts, you know, you, you get them. Um, you know, obviously, you, you should splurge a little bit because you, you deserve to. You know, you may buy your parents a home or buy yourself a home, but uh, you, you don't need to. And after that, just slow it down. Because, you know, again, explain it very easy to be the last one. Uh, so, you know, you know, you got you to gotta look towards the future. And a lot of guys, like you said, don't have the name, visibility, recognition, maybe, uh, of some of the other players. And so it, it, and more so than, than 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 any, they they're the ones that probably need to even do it more so. But they all need to do it. They all need to do it. It's a tragedy to see uh, a guy like T.O. You hear the stories about Terrell Owens and, and you know all that money that he made over the years, and he's broke. Come on, man. I mean, I mean, you can only let somebody manage so much of your money before you start checking on it to see what's going on. Or you can you can you can only buy so many houses and so many Rolls Royces for people and then all of a sudden you're gonna realize that, you know, where's my money? You know, you can't be buying all stuff and wasting money on foolish things, you know. Why why go buy a Rolls Royce and then take it to the chop shop? <laughs> a Rolls Royce is <laughs> it, man. It, when it comes off the line, it's it. You ain't gotta go to take it and cutting it up. They'll put these kind of speakers in that, this, that, and the other, and there's something else. You can order it. They especially made the orders for you. But that's the kind of things that I hear these guys be doing. And then the guys want to go out and buy these big, these, these humongous houses. You know what these big houses, you know what come with big houses? Big meals. Yeah. You know, and, and, and upkeep. So, you know, you got to be a little smarter and, 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 and I'm sure they got some advisors and maybe they don't, I don't know if they're listening to their advisors and stuff, but, but, yeah, man, it's a tragedy to see, you know, like I said, if they take the model, fade now, spend later, a lot of guys won't be falling into the traps that they're falling into. Tony, we got, we got another call. I was taking another call. Sean Williams, are you there? Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Hello? Sean Williams, are you there? I'm here. You got a question for Tony Dorsett? Yeah, I got a question, James. Uh, Mr. Dorsett, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here, sir. Um, not counting yourself, because we know you was great, man. I watched you since I was a little boy. Uh, who do you think uh, is the best running back of all times in the NFL? Not currently playing right now, but um, retired running back. Let me say this, man. And, and, and that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's can be argued all day, all night, for years. Who, who, who is the best? Who was the best? But I, I, I say this here: there, there's been a lot of great backs right, that I've seen. I've seen. I'll argue all the way back to Jim Brown. You know, saying, you know, you got, you got Walter Payton. But let, let me say something. <laughs> I've never seen anybody run a football like Barry Sanders. Never, ever seen anybody run a football like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders just had me in mind. I was just like, I was just, I could watch him, I could watch him every day, every day of the week, you know, 24-7. This guy, and he did things that were incredible, impetual movement. And, 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 
uh, if he had stayed in the game, uh, I think it would be very hard for him to, to, to break, to move into first place as the all-time leading rusher. But Barry Sanders was just a very unique individual. Man, there's a lot of great backs, man. I mean, I used to love watching O.J. Simpson. I like Dale Sanders. You know, I like sweetness. You know, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you can go on and on about, you know, all these, all the great names and all that. I like Emmett Smith. I mean, Emmett Smith was a very durable, very, I mean, a guy that would always force his wheel upon you. I mean, he, 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 there's, there's a lot of great backs, but there was nobody, I, I mean, I, I think I was one of those guys too, but, but not as much as Barry, but somebody that, you know, your grandmother would like to sit down and watch run because, you know, you know, tell them what might happen, what are they going to do. Barry Sanders was one of those kind of guys, man. He was just, he was as shifty as they come. I mean, he was just impromptu as they come, uh, durable, fast. Um, you, you know, if you got on the island one-on-one with him, he'd scare the hell out of you. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know he's going to make you look bad. Uh, just a great, 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 great runner. I mean, that's, that's my man right there. I, I, I love to watch Barry Sanders run. Right, right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Mr. Dorsey. I uh, totally agree with what you said, too, with, with Barry Sanders. And uh, just like yourself, uh, you remind me of um, of uh, Barry Sanders, man, because both you guys are class acts. I mean, you guys are very, very uh, respectful guys. I mean, staying out of trouble and that kind of stuff. And just great role model for young people, man. And uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, thanks for listening to me on the show. And, James, we'll talk later. Appreciate you for having me on the show. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Tony, quick question for you. It's kind of a, a fan question because I'm a Cowboy fan, always have been. But can you describe and tell us a little bit about Tom Landry as a as a coach and as a person? He, to me, no, he was always a guy who was quiet, who never said anything. I mean, it was almost like yeah. a guy a coach. He didn't have to. He, he cracked the big whip, bro. Let me tell you something. But uh, I'll I tell you what. I had never come across a coach. I've never seen a coach, been around a coach, and never even heard of another coach that did everything that Tom Landry did. Uh, I mean, he was a very well-respected guy. Obviously, he played the game professionally himself. Uh, but he knew every assignment of every position, offensively, defensively, and special teams. He put in our offensive game plan from the beginning of the week. Middle of the week, he put in our our defensive game plan, and he broke it down with the special team guys. I mean, he was a guy that when you talk about knowledge, knowing the game, I think he was second to none. This guy knew. He knew. He knew tendencies. I really, we would be going up in here, man. And we'd be, we'd be putting in the game plan, and he'd be telling, and some of our linemen would say, well, well coach, because uh, we were kind of like a finesse team in a lot of ways, because we didn't have real big linemen. Uh, so they would, you know, try to do these, these, you know, influence blocks and all of that kind of stuff, which I thought was kind of crazy. I mean, let's just line up and let's go at it. But uh, they did different, had a different approach. And, and we'd be down there, he'd put in our goal line or our short yardage, I was going to say, well, coach, you know, you're trying to, and, it, and, it, and what, the influence block was trying to just influence the defensive player to go, go to, go to this, but he said, well, coach, what if he doesn't go? What if he doesn't go? And coach says, he said, I've been coaching football 
I guess at that time, I don't know, it was about 20-something, 25 years ago, whatever it was at the time, he said, he said, I bet my, I bet my life, my coaching career, that that guy would not, re- would not react anyway, but the way I'm putting it, telling you that he would up, up on this, on this, on this blackboard, trust me, that he was right. I was like, I mean, the, the, the question was a very valid question. Because man, the new new football, new tendencies, knew what they would do under certain circumstances, and I was like, man, this is a mind-boggling to me. Uh, but he was just a well-respected guy. Didn't say a lot. You're right, but he could give you a look that said a million words, bro. I don't know. <laughs> was, some of those looks he give you would be like, if you do this again, you won't be here. Uh-huh. And it was simple as that. I mean, everybody respected him. I mean, uh, he's a God-fearing man, very respectful man. Uh, uh, and, and you know, and, and you know, so that you, you know, what you see is what you got. I mean, he, that was that was him. That was Tom. And he did, He was one of those guys, you know. You know, like even on the side, because he called all plays and exactly. He, I said, my own analogy of it was, you know, he catch himself every once in a while because you know, everybody, you know, you got. 60,000 people in the stadium going crazy and wild and all of a sudden he, he's the only guy that's in there that's not, not reacting to what's going on and you yeah. might see him get, get a little happy every once in a while but he catches himself gets back, back and it's like he's always thinking the next play is the most important play he's always yeah. thinking ahead and then he figures if he get caught up in all the all the excitement you know he's, he's going to miss something he's gonna, he ain't going to call the right game so I admire that that part that part of him too. How he can just you know uh, uh, block some of all that enthusiasm and not get caught up in, in, in what's going on like everybody else. Yeah, great guy, great coach. Tony, maybe it's a clever argument that we have on this show with Terry and Eric. I kind of say you know, you know, being in the NFL uh, when you're on the field. The owners and whatever they have, they have control of you. My thing is maybe you, I'm wrong, Tony. You can help me out. When you're on the off-season, that should be your time. If I want to get drunk or what I do in my house, that should be the time. But it always seemed that a player never had their free time, you know. Do you agree with that? I mean, do you feel that you always are underneath them? I didn't feel that way. No, I didn't feel that way. I mean, they always had somewhere to find it out. <laughs> Especially in my younger days when I was out uh, Carousing a little bit, you know, having right. fun. They always knew where I was at, what I what I done. I'm like, man, this is crazy, man. I don't quite get it, you know. But no, I mean, there's life besides football. I mean, but you know, now they're right. paying so much money, you know. It's almost back back in the day, even before I came, you know, there was this is football. You know, these guys guys had to get part time jobs and stuff. That was way before me, obviously. But now you know they don't they don't need that because of the money that they're being paid. But and, and you know they, they get to these off season workouts and all this stuff. And, and but you know there's life besides football. I mean it, football isn't everything. I mean you can't eat, sleep, and drink it. Uh, and I think the guy needs that. I always like getting away from it. You know just getting away from it man, and, and just letting it go. And I understood when I needed to get started prepping to get myself ready. Uh, to go back into training camp and be ready and be ready for training camp, but uh, you know, I mean, you got to let guys have their own freedom. That's my thought. Tony, you, you have to agree that that there's a difference between getting away from football and then during the off season and then either 
doing stuff to violate the contract, like riding a motorcycle and get hurt, or getting arrested at a club with a with a, with a gun, accidentally shooting yourself, or getting a DUI. Those kinds of things, you never seen that kind of thing. Do you agree or disagree that when these kinds of things happen during the off season, that these guys are held accountable for it during the season and and, and for the football team? I, should they be held accountable for it? Yes. During the, during the football season? Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't quite know where he's going with this. I mean, should they be punished in some type of way uh, from their coaches or their management because of that? Is that what you say? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, if, if, if they mess up during the, during the season, and this is the kind of the conversation that Love and I have with, with, with a lot of other guests, is that, you know, these guys are doing things and they're getting in trouble in the off season. By doing, by either getting arrested or suspicion of DUI or whatever, and the owners of these teams, and in, in, in some of the conversation, I'm, I'm wondering if they shouldn't hold these guys accountable, some kind, some kind of way to the team. Do you agree or disagree yeah. with that? We can break it up, but, but I'm not, I'm not honest. But you know, for example, if 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 I'm out and I'm playing for the Dallas Cowboys, I'm pulling a hypothetical for you. And um, if I'm out in the off season and I go out, I'm drunk, I'm blizzarding, I get pulled over, get arrested, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That's not just a reflection on myself. It's a reflection on the team. It's a reflection on your family. And you know, my whole deal is this, you know, I, if they want to keep all this stuff under control, I think what players need to understand is what they need to, well, first of all, what they, what they should want to do is, is make their family proud of them and be proud. For, and then, obviously, make, make sure they, they, they want to make people be, have people proud of them and have their family, you know. And you, don't want, you don't want anything to go wrong. And if they do that, you know, respect themselves and respect their family. Dude, we won't be having all of this stuff. But, you know, now they just... And so if I was an owner and, and you would do something like that and make some reflection upon my team, are you going to hear from me? And you're going to, you're going to suffer the consequences, too. Now, what that may be, I don't know. But, you know, obviously there's a governing body that's in right. national football and they call the Players Association. So, you know, you can only do so much as an owner. Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing is, is at least it would be understood. And if you think you're going to get another big fat contract from me, you better carry yourself as a as a, as, as a law-abiding citizen and a guy that uh, can help not not only just the brand of the National Football League, but help the brand of the Dallas Cowboys or whoever it is. You know, mm-hmm. you, you got to do that too. You got to step up to the plate and, and do the right thing. Tony, this is James. Just kind of let the you know listeners all know how difficult it is being out there on the field, and you got all those reads, you know, and the quarterback coming off those. You know, everybody sees it on TV and think it's easy, and when you make a mistake, like why you made that mistake? <laughs> football is like nine percent mental. Am I right? Let me tell you something, you brother. You're right. Am I right, Tony? Like football, football, football is not just football, football is not like you go on the blackboard and do X and O's. And draw these little lines, no way. Man, let me tell you something. And I had to learn that, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of time running is instinctive, but you got to know where your softness is and where your blocking is going to be, your blocking right. and all of this stuff. And there's a lot 
to learn, my friend. Yeah. My, my listeners out there, there's a lot to learn. And, and and I tell you, when I first came into the league, man, oh, man, I was like flabbergasted. I mean, it was just mind-boggling for me, man, to, to learn defenses. Because, you know, the first thing, the first thing when we were, see, because on, on a particular play, for example, you know, and the first thing our quarterback would do when he got to the line of scrimmage, well, he would call the defensive front. It may be a three-two, four-three, Frisco stack, Brown Ram, whatever, whatever our terminology was for that defense. And then, so, you, so we're we're hearing this. The first thing he's doing is calling. He's calling out the defensive front. Then he's gonna go to a color. Now that color, then uh, always you got a you got a hot color. Uh, so he might right. start the audible yeah. because of that defensive front. So you yeah. gotta say you you gotta be very intuitive to what's going on. But then also, you know, if he's not audible and so that defense alert while he's going through his, his his cadence, they may shift. So that brown ram might may turn into a frisco stack. And so especially for our fullbacks in particular, your blocking I mean change. If that defense aligned that defensive line shifted Blocking, blocking assignment changes. So it's like, man, it's all the way to the ball is snapped. Yeah. You, you got to be paying attention. It ain't just lining up and just, okay, yeah, snap the ball and hand it off and you go run. Nope. Right. No, there's nothing like that to those listeners out there. Trust me, that's why they do. We we have a lot of meetings, too many meetings, let's <laughs> say, uh, in the National Football League, but there's a reason for that because, you know, you, you got to become a student. you got to know the game. The more you know the game, the better off you'll be. I think me and Terry talked about I said, Terry, you know, when you get up there, you have so many seconds of that quarterback going up there and he calling off all these numbers and colors, yeah. and you got to look around and know what, you know, he's doing and be yeah. ready in, in, like, what, three or four seconds, right, Tony? Yeah, and, and that's what you're saying. See, you need to get another key, the key thing on the head. Seconds. You ain't got much time to digest this now. Right. <laughs> so you you got to be ready. You got to be on top of your game. I mean, because all this is happening. You know, you got with the forty-five seconds. But by the time you get into the line of scrimmage, you got to twenty-five, thirty seconds, whatever that is. Even maybe less than that. And you got to call this play. <laughs> and you you got to get up there and get the ball snapped and, and know your assignment. This that, and that, or something shifts on the defense, then everything changes. <laughs> Man, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it ain't like a duh, just an old old dumb football player. No, you got you got to have a little little intellect about you in the National Football League. Hey, hey Tony, real quick, what? Uh, tell me about your experience uh, being in, inducted into the Hall of Fame after after the career that you had and all the the great plays and the, and the Super Bowls that you won and the teams that and, and the fellows that you played with, and and tell me kind of what that meant to you and. and how that went for you? That that it was all worth it. All the blood, sweat, and tears, all the aches and pains, all the ups and downs, the wins, the losses, the pain. Um, you you're pretty much you know when it's like when I went to the Hall of Fame, I said you know I finally made it. You're enshrined for life. I, I mean, for life, you know, at a young age, too, by the way. People could go and see you when you was a little youngster, how you, how you used to do your thing. But you, you, you're selected as one of the all-time best. And, you know, when we play, whatever we do, we want you you, you chart, I tell everybody, be the best that you can be. And 
and you always hope and pray that what you're doing, you want to be as as good or better than the next man. You want to be you want to be the best or or one of the best. If not that, that's what you strive for all the time. And when you when you're honored uh, uh, with the Hall of Fame, then you get that 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 bus. That's that's it, man. That's that's the icing on the cake, my friend. That's the icing on the cake. I mean, it's it is just. That's it. It don't get any better than that. It's so sweet, so good, and 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 you feel so honored to be so respected by whoever the voters are, by by players, but you know the the the, 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 the voting committee. Um, you know, you just you're considered to be one of all time greats, one of the best. So you know, that makes you feel good about everything that that you did to get to that point. And you all that, like I said, all the blood, sweat, and tears, and all all the sacrifices and all the things that you, you've done or you did as an athlete, it, uh, you know, all worth it, man. It paid off for you. Right on. Yeah. So, I have a, I have a question, and I, I know you might not like this, but, uh, you know, uh, Eagles, you know, I was, I was the Eagles guy. Oh, that was that was the rivalry. I know you've already got started. You know, I still got to oh. get on you about that comment you made me yesterday about you know about my concussion and my you know. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. But um, how was that rivalry with the Eagles and Cowboys to you? Uh, intense, <laughs> very intense. I tell you that, you know, and, and I think one of the things you know with with the Cowboys, um, in particular, you know. Uh, Cowboys were a successful team. They had cheerleaders. They had this. They had the glitz and the glamour, so to speak. But you know, and and somehow somebody labeled us America's team, and it made it no easier for us, especially when we went into the city of brotherly love, where they wasn't showing no brotherly love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we would go up in Philadelphia. I'll never forget, man. I come into the league, and some of the veterans are like, okay. You know, you're in like Philadelphia. And right there in that Eastern Division, I mean, it was like, okay, this tough. You know, we all went to this preseason, right? And uh, right. back then it was six before we went to four. And so we had to play six games, and all of a sudden, season is starting. And they're talking about, uh, it's getting ready to get real. I'm like, getting ready to get real? I'm like, what the heck have I just gone through? I just went to equivalent equivalent of half of a college season, season eight. And y'all just telling me, now just getting ready to get real? <laughs> and then we got to play in Philadelphia, man. And, and man, I'll never forget about my rookie year. Bill, one of my first experiences, one of the things I'll never forget, Bill Berge was another linebacker for, for Philadelphia Eagles. And Bill Berge, I thought, was, the, was one of the meanest people ever. <laughs> and you meet him off the field, uh, it's completely different. But this cat, but our teammates, my, my, my veterans, they would say, listen, because, you know, back, especially when I first came into the league, we were, they said, well, I'm telling you what, they said, no, we go to the Eastern Division. They said, you better tighten up your chest strap and get ready. They said, because when we go to Philadelphia, we play Philadelphia, they said, no, a lot of times we, we may end up beating Philadelphia, but they're going to beat you up. It's going to be an all-out all, all out war. 
these guys are going to bring it to you, and trust me, it was all of that and some. And I, 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 I was never, I was like, man, we was killing the game, and some of them they didn't trade everybody like that, man. <laughs> they, they win the Super Bowl every year, but but it was a real intense, very intense rivalry with the Philadelphia Eagles. Matter of fact, part of my my situation right now with this concussion stuff was a guy by the name of Ray 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 Ellis. Uh, Ray Ray run the Ray run this radio show. You know that. Uh, yeah, well, he 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 uh, got pretty doggone shot shot on me one time. He blew, he blew me up, man. He blew me up. <laughs> but you know, it was always it was it was always a bunch of bickering. I mean, talking talking a whole lot of smack with me and me and Drew Peterson. We would be Ray Ellis got me, man, one time. Though I didn't even see, and it was like it was like a Mack truck. No. It was like a freight train hit the Volkswagen. This dude, he just blew me up. I mean, and I was knocked me out cold, man. I was out. And uh, I, I guess I can blame part of my situation right now with, this, with these issues. Oh, Ray. Oh, Ray. Oh, Ray. Yeah, but, that's, yeah, but you know, that's, that's how intense it was, man. Them cats, I mean, we were, I mean, and I'll never forget, years afterwards, I'm retired, and he's retired, and I was somewhere doing a function. Ray came up to me and said, uh, you don't know who I am, do you? I said, uh, no. He said, oh, Ray, uh, <laughs> and right away I said, you murder. I can't believe you hit me so hard. Hit me like that, man. But, you know, and, and, and what made me feel good about the whole situation was, he kind of gave me some props. He said, man, you were one hell of a comp- competitor. He said, man, we, we enjoyed it. I said, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it, too. He said, going up and playing against a guy like you because you brought the best out of him. And, uh, you know, and I was like, man, but you still didn't have to hit me like that, Ray. You didn't have to hit me like that. <laughs> so, but, but, yeah, it was tough, man. It was, I mean, it was it was intense. And even before Buddy Ryan, I mean, Dick Van Mill, yeah. I mean, them cats, the guys, every time we stepped up, stepped on the scene, they were bringing it, and we were bringing it, and that was made for that made for great football. I made for great drama back then during that era. I mean, it was Dallas and Philadelphia, Dallas and New York, or you know Pittsburgh and Dallas, or whoever. But even the rivalries were rivalries because of the fact that the components, meaning the players, stayed there in these in these situations for year after year because there was no free agency. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the dislike just grew more and more over the years. So it made for, for some, some damn good, good hard-hitting football, my friend. And that's what it was every time we stepped on the field against Philly. You know, we got to give a shout-out to Ray, though, Tony, because Ray wanted to get me started with his radio show. Hey, you know, Ray running. He's a good, he's a good man. He's a great, he was a good player, man. He played it like yeah. he was supposed to play it. He would so address you if he got a chance. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta give I all can, the credit I can speak to, to that. Ray. Hey, you should have told Ray that he, he knocked y'all because you know that'll be on Ray. I like that. You know? Hey, man, it's, it's all on the field. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to tell him that. Uh, okay, and trust me, man. And, and, you know, back then, back in the day, you know, and this was back in the first quarter, I think. So we go in at halftime, they ask me the right questions. They ask me the questions, I answer the right. They put me back out of the game. I thought I was going to play the wrong way. In that game, uh, because because of that, I, I, they call play. I'm, a, I'm not supposed to take a counter step. I was taking a counter step. 
He told me, what are you doing? What are you doing? Quarterback Danny White was like, nigga, he, ain't tr- he gets scared because I'm going to get a little, little late getting the hand off thinking they're going to blow him up. But it was like, whatever that did, it triggered something to me, man. But 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 it, but in, in reality, what happened, because I was taking that kind of step, it was throwing Philadelphia's defense off because they never saw that in film study. So I was getting 10 or 15 yards a clip. It was I think rushing for, I think, 100 yards in, in the second half alone. But, again, you know, back then, you know, you got a concussion. Well, that's all right. Shake it off. Get you some smell of salt. And uh, well, you yeah, you back out there in the game, and that's what Tell me, so we really, what's your prediction of who you think going to win? Who do you think will be in the Super Bowl? I'm sorry? Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. You know, I, I, and, and, you know I'm, I'm a homer, so to speak, meaning, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm living in Dallas and, and at home. And for the last... Three, four years, man, I've been saying these boys are going to go deep. They got a chance. And, and and I still say they got a chance. But I've never seen a team that underachieves as much as I've seen this Dallas Cowboy team. They got the talent on both sides of the ball, man. But I don't see the leadership. And that's the thing. If they can get leadership and they start holding each other accountable, uh, they got a good chance. And... and, and I got, and I'm not just saying that just because I live here and I play for Dallas, but I just see from a talent standpoint, and I'm always thinking they're going to get it together, and I'm thinking this might be the year that they do get it together. Tony Romo hasn't won any big games or anything, but it's a big numbers, especially for those fantasy football people out there. I mean, if you want to you fantasy football, I mean, quarterback, you got to get Tony Romo. I just think they, they, got, they got what it takes, man, to... Uh, to represent, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what's happening up there in New England and, and, and whatnot, but I, I'm always like Tom uh, Tom, Tom Brady, man, for things that he, he's been able to bring to the table. I don't know what else they got there. So, I don't know. I, I'm just going to say, I'm gonna, I know I've said a whole lot not to say anything, but I'm picking Dallas and whoever, whoever else that comes can make it there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tony, I just want to let you know that it's been a pleasure. Um, I want to let you know that I've been a fan and and, and you've been an idol of mine since I was a little kid. Uh, I've watched and, and been a Dallas Cowboy fan uh, mainly because of you. I, I idolized you. I tried to run like you uh, and all that good stuff. So um, I want to give you a shout-out and uh, let you know what kind of class act you are. Um, and uh, I think you were, you, you've done a great job not only, you know, for the National Football League, but uh, just as a person that you are. And I uh, just want to, 
give you a shout out. So yeah, how much uh, I appreciate that. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate that. You know, I must I must have enjoyed enjoyed the show because I had agreed to do for thirty minutes, and I think we done got come right. to an hour right yeah. now. Man. So <laughs> I'll you, I, you guys, I, mean, I want something. Good. I want to appreciate you. And you know, we did work, a while, but it was so. But I still want to get about this comment you made yesterday when I was talking with you, and we tried to get the time right. You like, man, how many concussions you had? You know. <laughs> <laughs> What is up with that, Tony? You know, you can't mess me up with that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. Hey, man. Let me tell you, I'm like, I'm like talking to him, you know, I got this, what was that, the, the text or email, so I'm like, we're on at, at 2 o'clock. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm like, what? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> but uh, you guys do a good job, man. Keep up the good work. I wish you guys nothing but success. It's been a pleasure to sit out sit down and talk with you guys, man. Um, thanks, yeah, thanks so, again, Tony. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank Wiggy's Closet, wiggyscloset.com, for all his reports for the show. And like I said, Tony, I appreciate you taking the time out, you know, um, visiting with us. All right, my man. You guys have a good day, right. man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Tony. Take all care. Right. Take care. All right. Take care. This is James Love with another Love in That Sports talk show with co-host Terry Jackson and I guess we have a Hall of Famer Tony Dorsett. Thank you and call in next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.